Hello and welcome to Stay a While and Listen. I'm your reader, L. This podcast is not necessarily a podcast, but more of a place for you to read along or stay a while and listen as I read books, fanfiction, and other reading material that interests me. Occasionally, I will insert my own personal thoughts and opinions during the middle of the reading, which will most likely contain profanity, adult language, or, for the smut lovers out there, I'll be reading adult content, so listener discretion is advised. So why not crack open that book with me, open up the fanfic site, or if you'd like, grab your favorite comforting drink after a long day and just stay a while and listen. Stay a while and listen. I am your host, L. It's been a while since I actually read on here, but I'm back. I've decided to drop Dracula. I wasn't enjoying it as much as I was. My recent fascination has been God of War Ragnarok. So, I've been reading some fanfiction, and one of them is called Thaw. This fanfiction can be found on AO3 or archiveofourown.org. I repeat, this is a fanfiction. I would like to remind you all that this podcast is not for younger audiences, it is for older audiences. So, listener discretion is advised. This fanfiction is Thaw, written by the user Raven Uchiha 512. And the summary is this. The end has passed. Ragnarok came and went. Loved ones gone. Enemies dead. The seasons go back to normal. The realms start trying their own way to regain some semblance of normalcy. But for two retired gods, the end of one adventure is just the beginning of a newer one. So, if you'd like to join me reading this again, it's on AO3. And if you don't want to read with me, then sit back, relax, get yourself nice and warm, and stay a while, and listen. I'm going to try to read this, and I'm going to try to voice the characters the best way I can, because I find that fun. try my very best not to trip up. Alright? Let's begin. Brother, aren't you training a little too hard considering the war is over? Maybe take some time to rest and relax. Lemire's familiar voice reaches the Spartan's ears as he walks into what he calls a home these days. A treehouse suspended within the realms on Yggdrasil. Hill. The house isn't his. He knows. But the ones who built it left months ago. He winces, remembering the events of Ragnarok. It has been more than six months since the war 
yet he still remembers every single moment. Odin's trickery, Brock's death, the eyes of the dwarf's brother as he watched the life seeping out of his brother's eyes. His hands shake from the memory of him. Hannah's allies storming the Aesir home, claiming victory after the sacrifice from a confusing, yet a kind Vanir god. He remembers it all. They had won at the end of the day. Odin's reign of cruelty on the Nine Realms was over. But that act extracted a heavy toll. He would never say it out loud, but he misses the days when he would walk through these doors. And he would hear the sounds of metal as Brock and Sindri argued with each other. The smell of broth cooking. The soft words the Vanir goddess would speak as she tended to her plants. Her brother laughing at something or making jokes. Mimir spouting some new facts about something in the Nine Realms. And most of all, most of all, he misses his son, Loki, to some in the realms, but to him he would always be Atreus. The child he named in remembrance of a past life. He misses his voice, his face, his inquisitive questions, his curiosity over everything and everyone they came across in their adventures. He misses his child his last reminder of the woman who made him live for something meaningful once more. <clears throat> he only grunted as he walked in and placed his faithful axe on a post and put down his blades. Sitting on a chair near the fireplace, he looked across the table, where once he saw multiple faces of his newfound family. Now he only saw the detached head of the so-called smartest man alive. He never thought this strange man would one day become his most loyal and trusted friend, almost a brother, but he was glad to have him as a friend all the same. Kratos, I know the scars of war haven't passed, but you can't keep internalizing all of it by training yourself to bleeding death every day. The war is over, but there are still threats lurking over the realms. We must be prepared. Oh, get off of it. Who do you think you're talking to? I know you, brother. More than most people, I know this isn't about some looming danger. The god of war did not allow most people to talk to him in such a manner. But the years had made him softer, and Mimir wasn't like most people. The spot knew that his facade he put up did not fool his old friend. The home became silent besides the faint pitter-patter of feet somewhere in the ground. I miss him too, brother. His words made Kratos look up. The head looked back at him with a hint of sadness in the golden eyes, but a soft smile on his lips. Yeah, I thought so. It's okay to admit it, brother. He's your son. Hell, he's like a son to me too, and I miss the lad every day, but you can't keep going like this. It had been more than six months since Atreus left to find his people. The pain of Thor's blows, the sting of Odin's magic. None of it compared to the aching pain he felt as he watched his boy walk away from him. He knew he couldn't stop him, not even if he wanted to. And before he went away, the Spartan made his son know that he would be okay. But that did not mean he didn't yearn for his presence every day. I do miss him, Mimir. 
but I don't know what to do now. The Spartan was the most fiercest warrior in all of the realms. His years of battles made him capable of dealing with any sort of threat or danger, but this pain, even after having experienced more times than he could say, he could not deal with it. Brother, look at me. There is nothing you can do. You know it as well as I do that when he made up his mind, he wasn't going to stop. But just because he's not here now doesn't mean you'll never see him again. He will come back one day, I promise you. In the meantime, don't forget, there are still people here that need you. As Mimir spoke his words, the sound of feet approaching him rang in his ears as he looked to his side. He saw her walking towards him. His one-time ally turned one of his fiercest enemies, and now one of his closest friends. One of the most feared and powerful goddesses in all of the realms, the Valkyrie Queen, Freya. Dressed in blue garments, bare feet as always, she walked towards him with an aura of sadness surrounding her just like him. In this terrible war against her former husband, she was the person who had perhaps lost the most amongst them all. Forced to marry a madman in order to save her people, she was abandoned by her family in Vanaheim. After escaping the clutches of Odin, she had to hide in a small sanctuary for hundreds of years before their fates became intertwined. He still remembers that moment as vividly as ever, when he took her son's life in order to protect her. In some moments, he tells himself that Baldur's mind had been long gone, and that he did the right thing, and most would agree. But the anguish and soul-wrenching pain in this woman's eyes as he watched her son die before he makes him burn with anger and hate for himself. She had vowed then that she would not stop until he was dead. But a part of him knew that at her core, this vengeful goddess was one of the kindest souls he had ever met, and he hoped that he would see the truth. And he was glad he was correct for hoping, for she did eventually forgive him and realize that the true enemy was Odin. And in her realization, she became one, his most formidable ally. Freya walked towards the table and took a seat opposite to the Spartan. I don't have eyes in the back of me head, but I can sense the feeling. Care to tell us what's going on you so sad, Lady Freya? In moments like these, he was even more glad he had someone like Vimir with him. He wanted to ask the goddess why she was so sad, but he did not think it was his place to ask. Nothing. Just... Memories. Her quiet, soft words made Kratos remember that he wasn't the only one suffering from the scars of the war. Her eyes were fixed on the wooden table, but he could see she was lost in the old days as well. I... I know how that feels, milady. Ymir's voice quietened as silence took over the small home. I... I'm sorry, Freya. I did not know him for long, but I know Freyr was an honorable man. Kratos spoke slowly, in an unsure tone as he looked at the goddess sitting before him. Hearing her brother's name, she looked up at him, eyes that were once filled with hate for him, now looked at him in compassion and kindness. 
He watched as she swiped a stray tear falling down her face. He was Kratos. He gave his life saving the realms. For all his foolish and dumb acts in his life in the end. In the end, he proved he truly was a leader who loved his people more than anything else. Though sad, she spoke with pride. I just wish I could go back in time and apologize for all the harsh things I said to him. Kratos could sympathize with his friend. There were many moments in his life he wished he could have had back so he wouldn't make the mistake he made, but he knew it was futile to get lost in such thoughts. Lady Freya, I know it doesn't mean much, but I know wherever Lord Freya is, he's proud of you. He may be gone, but his legacy lives through you. The Spartan watched as a sad smile arose on her face, and she looked towards Mimir. Thank you, Mimir, and it means more than you know. Her words were honest and truthful, and he knew that even after all the horrible things that had occurred in the last three years, he wasn't alone anymore. His eyes looked to the side towards the room that used to be occupied by his son as his heart ached a bit. Suddenly, he felt the warm sensation of a palm on his hand on the table as his eyes shifted back. He saw the goddess look at him with the same soft smile. I know I don't say this a lot, but I want you both to know that I am happy to have you both in my life. Her words made the Spartan feel a whole range of emotions he was not ready to deal with. Her soft voice, the feeling of her coarse fingers that told the story of a harsh lived life, her delicate face that looked at him with such warmth. It was a familiar feeling, but one he couldn't place yet. The old god of war did not know what to say or how to react, so he said the only thing that came to his mind. You are not alone, Freya, nor will you ever be again. As the firewood burned in the background, the leaves of Yggdrasil rustled outside. The realms beyond this realm started to grow once more. As the flowers started to bloom once again, families started living again. Friends started to laugh once more. Somewhere, the sun rose once more, heralding the dawn of a new day, giving its warmth all over the lands. And as the snow began to thaw, the Banyar goddess smiled at the Greek god of war. So, that is the end of what I believe is part one um, of this, written again by... Raven Uchiha 512 on Archive of Our Own, AO3. Uh, and so far, I am liking it, and I'm hoping that you enjoyed it as well. I am so in love with the story, and for some reason, I just, this is feeding me the whole Freya and Kratos thing. You know, it's just, it just feeds, it just feeds it. So, please. If you would like to read this, show some love to Raven Uchiha. Again, the work is called Thaw. Put a, a kudos and a comment. And turn in next week. Well, yeah, tune in next week as I plan to read the next chapter by the same author. And it's called Moonlight.
All right. Till next time. Stay warm out there, folks. Climate change is here, and it's going to be a cold winter. Thank you again for staying alive to listen. Good night, everybody. And a happy holidays to all.